బైబిల్ ట్రెషర్స్ టాపిక్ త్రీ ప్రేయర్ వెల్కమ్ టు ది సౌండ్ ఆఫ్ ట్రెన్ టెలికాస్ట్ వై ప్రైస్ గాడ్ ఫార్ ది స్కోర్స్ ఆఫ్ టెస్టమనీ దట్ వీ హ్యావ్ రిసీవ్ ఫ్రమ్ సెవరల్ ఆఫ్ అవర్ వ్యూవర్స్ దీస్ ఆర్ ద టెస్టమనీస్ దట్ వీ హ్యావ్ రిసీవ్ ఫ్రమ్ పీపుల్ దిస్ ప్రోగ్రామ్ ఈస్ టోటలీ డిఫరెంట్ and a few others said that it is an eye opener and some people commented and they thanked us for the clarity they received in the course of this talk and several people said that we are happy that the word of god is exalted no person is projected and no project is promoted either give god all the glory because he alone is worthy and we would like to remind you of the prediction of paul in second timothy with which we began this series of talks second timothy fourth chapter and third verse time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine but according to their own desires because they have itching ears they will heap up for themselves teachers and will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables i want to stress one word there they will heap up teachers according to their own desires in other words people will go after preachers who will preach to them what they want rather than what they need it is in that context we are telecasting this program Praise God for the Holy Bible which is full of corrective teaching. We are studying one of our spiritual exercises namely prayer. Title of these talks is how not to pray. 4 weeks ago we studied the first lesson do not force God. And the next week we studied do not accuse Satan. and the next week we studied do not forget the father last week we studied do not seek mediators today we will go to lesson number 5 under how not to pray the lesson is do not harbor hatred in your heart do not harbor hatred in your heart If you have your bibles please turn with us to Matthew's gospel 6th chapter Here at the middle of the chapter we have that beautiful prayer that the Lord Jesus Christ taught his disciples as a model prayer Verse 9 to 13 we read about that prayer The 13th verse he says yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen And did you notice what Jesus said immediately after giving that prayer? Good verse 14. Because if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father also will forgive you. Come to the next words. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. something very interesting that we need to observe here there are seven requests in the lord's prayer 
he did not continue on the seventh request, but he continues on the fifth request. That is referring to forgiveness. And that fifth request is regarding forgiveness. That means forgiveness is a very important absolute condition for our prayers to be answered. But these days in the spiritual circles, there is an overemphasis of faith and very little is talked about forgiveness. But the consistent biblical teaching is otherwise. Turn with us to Mark's Gospel, 11th chapter. Here we have the incident where the Lord Jesus Christ cursed a fig tree because it had lot of pretense and no fruits. Next morning when they came that side, one of the disciples exclaimed, Master, that fig tree that you cursed is totally out. Jesus answered and said unto them in verse 22, Have faith in God. Assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will come to pass, he will have what he says. And the next word says, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, you will have them. Did Jesus stop there? He went one step further. And or moreover, whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, Forgive him that your father in heaven also may forgive you your trespasses. In other words, verses 23 and 24, Jesus spoke about the absolute necessity of faith. Without stopping there, he went on to also stress the necessity of forgiveness. So here we see the two sides of one coin. One side is faith and the other side is forgiveness. Without imprint on two sides of a coin, that coin will not go. Now turn with us to the book of Isaiah and we will read to you one of the Old Testament passages referring to prayer. 59th chapter. We will read the first few verses. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save. Or his ear heavy that it cannot hear. In other words, God is always ready to answer our prayers. But your iniquities have separated you from your God. What are those iniquities? Look at verses 3 and 4. Hands are defiled with blood. And if you look at the latter portion of that verse, it says your lips have spoken lies. Your tongue has muttered perversity. Then it says, no one calls for justice. They trust in empty words and speak lies. It talks about lips, it talks about speaking, and it talks about tongue, and it talks about lies. In other words, they speak about our interpersonal relationship. In other words, if our interpersonal relationship with one another is not proper, our prayers will not have a direct through access to God. Prayer is actually verbalizing our request unto God through words. 
So in the same way, if we are not properly communicating with man, our communication with God also will be disrupted. If you turn with us to the book of James 3rd chapter, classic passage from verse 8 to 10. No man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. With it we bless our God and Father and with the same tongue we curse man who is created in the image of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. How not to pray, do not harbor hatred in your heart. And we need to be extremely cautious about the words with which we communicate to our fellow man. Is there abusive language? And do we have angry words? Do we make accusing statements? Are we passing out arrogant comments? Unless we set right these matters, we cannot grow in the art of prayer. That's why James in the same book, in the 5th chapter, verse 16, he says something very important. Look at the 16th verse. He says, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Confess to one another, so there is a mutuality of confession. I confess to you what I spoke against you, and you confess to me what you spoke against me. Only after the confession, if we pray, our prayer will be effective. Look at the same 16th verse. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Then the same words in the latter portion it says, The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. In other words, when does our prayer really avail much? Confess our faults to one another. That means when we set right our relational problems. Here is a call that comes to your dear viewing friends for reconciliation and restitution. Another few minutes, this telecast would be over. Sit down immediately in the presence of God. Make a list of people whom you should forgive and to whom you should apologize. Only then your heart will be free of any condemnation. Turn with us to 1 John 3rd chapter. We'll read from verse 20 onwards. If our heart condemns us, God is greater than our hearts and he knows all things. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence towards God. You know why is it mentioned here? Very next words. Whatever we ask, you know, he is immediately talking about prayer. Whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. What are his commandments? The very next verse gives the answer. This is commandment that we should believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and love one another as he gave us the commandment. 
what I said at the beginning of this talk. He talks about faith, but there is totally no mention about forgiveness. But what does the Bible say? If we should keep our conscience clear, we should obey His commandments. What are His commandments? His commandments are twofold. Believe on Him and love one another. I told you that forgiveness and faith are the two sides of the same coin. Beloved, unless we take a stock of our lives here, we will be thinking that we are praying and praying, but actually we will be losing and losing ground in our prayer. Suppose we have a clash with another person. There's a bitterness that's growing in between two people. We are thinking and talking about what we can do against that person. Our mind is scheming evil things against another person. Finally, you come down and you kneel before God before for your prayer. What do you pray? God bless me. I am like the apple of your eye. But one thing we fail to remember there. As much as you are precious to God as the apple of his eye, the other person also may be the apple of next eye. All the children of God, as we study in the Bible, are various members and parts and organs of the body of Christ. If there is a small defect, or if there is something faulty in one particular part or organ, you don't immediately amputate the whole thing and throw it away. We forget how much God has been patient with us. Let us be patient with people as much as God has been patient with us. What I am teaching to you right now is not to be taken lightly. This is not a luxury. I want to tell you this is an absolute necessity and this is your basic obligation if we have to ever grow in prayer. This is a priority in prayer. Turn again to the Sermon on the Mount of the Lord Jesus Christ. 5th chapter. Verses 23 and 24 to you. If you bring your gift to the altar. For prayer. It is for praise. And it is for thanksgiving. It is for an offering. And there if you remember. That your brother has something against you. Don't offer the gift. Leave the gift before the altar. Don't place it on the altar. Leave the gift before the altar. Just leave it there. Don't offer it there. Go your way. You know what the Bible says? First be reconciled to your brother. Then come and offer your gift. Beloved, when God says first, he means first. Now because that word first came from the very lips of Jesus and he was not mixing words. If your brother has something against you, what matter? Look at the 22nd words. Whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. Whoever says to his brother rascal shall be in danger of the counsel. Whoever says you fool shall be in danger of hellfire. 
Did you notice the word danger comes three times in one single words? Danger of judgment. Danger of the council. Danger of hellfire. You know, having said it, Jesus went on to say, with any of these things in your mind, you come to the altar, you better don't offer your gift because it is a waste. Today is talking about revival. Improving a program, revival does not come. Inviting a preacher, the revival does not come. Increasing your musical instruments, revival does not come. Revival will come when every member in the church of Jesus Christ begins to set right with one another. Let it not be starting with another person. You who is listening to this program, you take your first step. Matter of reconciliation, don't try to think and argue with your mind as to who should take the first step. You who come to the altar, you who want to pray, you go get reconciled, then come and offer the gift. How not to pray? Number one, do not force God. Number two, do not accuse Satan. Number three, do not forget the Father. Number four, do not seek mediators. Number five, do not harbor hatred. Beloved, make changes and corrections wherever necessary. Don't be simply enjoying these talks. Don't deceive yourselves by being hearers only. Do yourself so. Gracious Heavenly Father, Thank you for this very important lesson we have learned today. Help us, O oh God, to root out all bitterness from our hearts. Let your love flood into our hearts. Help us, O oh God, to embrace one another. Accept one another as you have accepted us. Thank you for your patience with us. We give you all glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.